Alright, let's transfer tape one of Saturday, March 23rd, year 2013. It's a Saturday night, March the 23rd, year 2013. Year's almost over. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Alden. It's Saturday already. Yeah, I know. Do you I... think the world is ready for us tonight? No, because nobody's going to call. I just know. Oh, uh, you know, I, I don't think that's the case. I well, let me, tell, yes. let me tell about Wisconsin up front. Because I've been, as I said, I've been dragging the dolphins around <laughs> for three months. A couple of months ago, we talked about um, those games with the people who use their feet, you know, and they they get this elliptical thing through two sticks. And um, I said, well, I would pick a critter that belonged to a football team once a week. And I started with the dolphins. And the dolphins have been dragging behind me since January. So I've got a new approach this time. I am doing states, and I'm starting with Wisconsin. And I have a bunch of Wisconsin information. And when our folks from Wisconsin call, I'm going to ask them a question about their own state. Uh-oh. That was Walden. That was Walden's suggestion. I've got some information. He said, "Well, why don't you ask them if they know?" So, so that's what we're going to do. So, that was a great suggestion. Thank you. So if they call in, they don't know their own state. Do they give us a prize? <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Boy, you're hot tonight. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Our number. We love to talk to you. We have whatever Patricia has planned, which I really don't know. I'm here. We have stuff. Yes, right. We have stuff. I have to give the theme because we never get to do the theme either. My goodness, we've got we're we're here for a full two minutes and nobody's called. Spring. The first day of spring was on March twentieth, and I'm going to ask who knows how. The first day of spring is determined. Sometimes it's the 20th, sometimes the 21st. I think it might be the 19th and the 22nd, probably not the 22nd. 192021. And it changes periodically. So I want to know how the date is determined. 714-545-2071. Give us a call. Love to hear you. And uh, we'll be here. We are here, and I also want to know what everyone did when you realized it was spring, which meant summer was coming. I mean, it didn't make any difference if snow was on the ground. It was spring, and that sometimes causes an attitude change, and you play outside differently. 
So I want to know what spring was like. What was spring like for you when you realized it was the first day of spring? For me? Uh-huh. Uh, never noticed because, you know, pretty much it's stable here 20 year round. So it was just, it was not a big celebration. Uh, it was not. No. It didn't mark, like, in a relatively short period of time we're going to be out of school and have summer vacation and I can take my clothes off and play in the sandbox like you did. Uh-huh. But, you know... Uh, the school was still a long way away. We we went to the end of June. So, um... So when you say you went you went to the end of the year, help me understand that. We went to the end of June, school. Oh, 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 okay. Alright, so gosh, that was really pretty far away then. Yeah. Uh-huh. What time did you get off? We got off from, uh, end of June, like June 22nd or so, and then we went generally back to school the week after Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And that's how we did it. Okay. Hello there. I can live with that. Yeah. Hello. Hello there. Hello there. Hello. Want to turn your radio? Turn your radio down. One in the other room. Okay. Bear with me a second. Okay. I'm almost. There. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we can deal with that. You know who, who this is? No. It's someone with a. Lynn Noise. Yes. Oh, Lynn, how are Lisa, you? You forgot me so quick. I know. Well, you know what? It, Walden is hooked up to Skype. I'm not. And I think it alters voices sometimes because I'm asking several times during the night, who is this? Who is yeah, this? Yeah, and you, Patricia, your level's not quite as high as Walden. Ah, okay. Fix well, me, Walden. Okay. I mean, is that on the phone, William? No, it was on listening on the air. Hmm. Okay. Hold on. Well, Walden has to fix me. Well, how are you? It's good that you called in. I'm very happy that you did. Yeah, how is well, stuff? Yeah, in two minutes because we just put dinner on the table. But when you said you don't have a caller, I thought, I've got to call and tell you about spring. Oh, good. You've helped us out here. Before you do that, I want to make sure everybody knows you are our benefactor. This is Lynn from Arizona, and he's the person who makes the provisions that we can have prizes each month, and we can get CDs out to people, and thank you so much for doing that. It really makes a difference. Did you ever hear the story quick about someone who adopts someone? what they get back for doing that. And that's what I did with you folks. You know, I get the reward for, you know, backing your show and adopting wow. everybody. So. Well, we really appreciate it, Lynn. And I mean that sincerely. It really means a lot to us and to a lot of our listeners. Yeah, and like I say, forgive me for my nose. I had uh, nose. That's, that's one of the spring things. Is I remember <laughs> playing baseball, and the first time a ball was thrown, you missed it, it hit you in the nose. Uh, so I is that true? Nose. I had surgery on it. It's like, owie, you know. Uh, did you really get hit in the face with a ball? Oh, more than once, yes. No kidding. Yes. Oh, yeah. We Well, we played out in the field. You know, we didn't have any equipment other than a glove. Yeah. And if you missed, you were in trouble, so. Wow. I just, I'm not going to talk long. Uh. My real thing about spring I loved was pollywogs. You know, you had that smell of spring, and you'd be catching pollywogs in a jar. And you'd save them for a while, and then Mom was smart. She says, let them go. You know, poor things are in this jar, can't get food like they should or whatever. But 
my God, they were so fun to watch. And sometimes we catch them, they just be getting their their hind legs popping out. Uh huh. Ready to be a froggy. Yeah, I was just going to ask if you would say that out loud because there might be some city folk who never saw a pollywog. You know, good point. Yeah, they're just, they look like I little. I never heard of it. Oh, you never heard of a pollywog? No, no. Okay. Oh, a pollywog yeah. is a seedling for a frog. The, the egg hatches, and it begins to life with, like, a guppy. I guess it looks like a baby fish. Well, is it the same thing as we call out here on the West Coast, a toad frog? Uh, you know, it might be. I've heard that term, yeah. but I'm um, just not sure, Walden. Toad okay. frog, no. Okay. No, no it would, it's a different kind of frog. No, you probably got bullfrog. Um, the, uh, well, tadpoles. Tadpoles, that's what I meant, tadpoles. Tadpole, oh, yeah. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what we call it out here, tadpole. Yeah, okay, okay. tadpole. Yeah. That's yeah, a more common expression. Yeah, I, I knew what polylog was, though. Uh, do I get a prize? Everybody else calls them creeks, you know? <laughs> so. But I knew what a polylog was. I, I think I deserve recognition for that. Oh, Patricia, we don't have to point out that you know everything. <laughs> Let us, let us just go on. <laughs> no, it's not that I... Folks, but I wanted to say hi to everybody. I talked to Ron in Hawaii about two weeks ago, and he's... Oh, you did? Yeah, he's such a pleasure to talk to. I mean, he's so upbeat and everything, and I love it. And I think all, most... I'm going to say all of them. I mean, I haven't talked to hardly any of the family, but I'm sure they're all uh, upbeat and great people, you know, so... Everybody is. Anyhow, yeah. tonight is steak and baked potato night. So I can't let it get cold. Oh, you you have to do that and maybe call back later because if you let a steak get cold, there's nothing nothing redeeming about a cold steak. Right. Well, I probably won't call back. I'm on a, you know the pain pill and everything, and I feel real good. You don't want me to feel good for too long, and I don't want it either. So, anyhow. God bless you guys. Uh, carry on. Have a good show. I'm going to listen for a while as long as I can and everything. And, uh, you know, thank God you guys are on the air. Thank you, Leon. Oh, thanks, Leon. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Patricia. I said thanks. Okay, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Well, you're more than welcome. And you you folks, all my love to you and both both you and everybody out there, okay? Terrific. Cool. Right, thanks, Leon. You have a great weekend. Oh, I will. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, my goodness gracious. We haven't that, heard from Lynn forever. I, don't think that, I think that's his first call to you. That's right. He hasn't called in a very long time. Lynn uh -oh, is uh -oh. our benefactor. He hmm? Uh-oh. This is the first. Everybody who calls in tonight, you, you're, in, you're in the monthly darling. So maybe Lynn can win his own contest. Hello there. You're on the air. Hi there, Roland. Hi, Patricia. There he is. Hi, Bob. Well, you're way, way, way down. Okay, you want to hear me? I can turn myself up. How about that? That better? That's better. Good. How about me? Am I on, on target? Yep, you're pretty good. I'm pretty good. <laughs> I'm terrific. <laughs> I can be Boy, you told me you had faith in me and everything, and now I'm just pretty good. Oh, wow. no, I have it pretty good. That's, pretty good is pretty good. No, not so good isn't, isn't pretty good. Oh, All right. <laughs> yeah, well, case I got 32 knobs. What happened last night during the Kathy Garver over the top? They got turned all the way down. And Bob was the one that first alerted me to that. And then uh, Mark from Louisiana did. And then I was able to adjust it for uh, later in the evening. So we got a lot of good people who look after my 
my sleight of hand tricks around here with this board. Yeah, the new, the new board. Richard, hoping that she would maybe call you because I couldn't get through to you. Yeah, well, there's other phone numbers around here. Anybody, if that, let me just give, let me give everybody my cell phone. If you are having trouble, write this down. Uh, 714-454-3281. And anybody that's generally in this room with me, I wouldn't give out the home phone because my mom and dad, they go to bed so early and I don't want to wake them up. So Most people go to bed and we don't. <laughs> That, that I can understand. I wanted to call in early tonight because I wanted to get in before it changed from a family program to a whatever because of last night. <laughs> yeah, what happened last night? Oh, our second guest used a, used a, uh, a word that not should be should not be heard on the station. Patricia, what Patricia probably that. How bad was it? It starts with the letter F as in Frank. <laughs> Boy, if you're going to go, you better go he went all the way, And then uh, when we called him on it, he didn't want to back off from, the, from using it. Oh, my. And for the honest people, that was not my guess because they both Bill Bragg and said, oh, I'll let Wallen handle that one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, well, we, we promised to um, disconnect who <laughs> uses that word. I mean, really, I think that's fair. You were kind of backed into a corner because I don't know who it was. I, shame on me, I wasn't listening. I was hunkered down with my blankie. Um, but you were kind of boxed in because that was your guest. Mm -hmm. But you, you're in control here, kid. If somebody uses that very bad word, you're toast out there. You're toast. <laughs> now, any family members, you just got your warning. If you use that word, you're going to be dumb. Well, it was it was later at night. So yeah, it sure was. It, it probably wasn't still a family program. It was it was it turned into an adult one. You know that. Oh one, my. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Because the whole the whole the whole station is has that warm, fuzzy, wholesome uh, feel to it. Well, I think and, I think part of the problem is his name is Phil Proctor. I don't mind calling a spade a spade. And he is from a different generation. He's from the uh, generation that's from the Cy, uh, Fire Sign Theater Group, which used that type of language on the record albums and radio shows. And but, I'm, you know, that's, that's not in my wheelhouse of interest. Anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't have dinner with the president and sit down at dinner and use that word. You know. So... But, uh, How come the president would get a courtesy and we wouldn't? You know, but uh, he he when I called him on it, uh, he just thought we are sort of uh, in the in the backward in the backward phase. But I I believe as Patricia said, class and culture. Yeah, class and culture. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Well, That's true. Word censorship was kind of out of the thing. Well, you know, I totally disagree because, let's face it, I think the great era of movies and radio, we had standard and we had um, censorship. We, and 
it's there were, there are yeah there are rules of courtesy and decorum and I think that's a fair expectation I agree and, and some well I he, he was in in uh, home alone and, but he made it, I, I can't think of his name but he he he's just terrible I don't even want to watch his movies you know uh, and he, he plays uh, Oh, I don't know what he is, like a bad guy or something a lot of times, but he just, he uses that word constantly, yeah. all the time. But, he, <clears throat> but anyway, everybody, least I can guarantee you one thing. Next Friday, our guests will not use that one. <laughs> and, you know, and you know who is our guest next Friday? No, who is it for Friday? It's our, it's our Uncle Jimmy Weldon, or beyond. <gasps> Oh, boy, you're never going to hear a word like that from Uncle Jimmy Weldon. Never heard of Or Webster Webfoot, the uh -huh. duck. That's or right. Yaki Doodle. You're not going to hear it from Yaki Doodle that either. That is true. So, so at least I can guarantee that. But I, I just, I almost fell off my chair. I know. When I call Larry about something, I say, couldn't you believe what happened? Right he said, are you going to rerun that? He said, not on my show. You can rerun it. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he on with you when that happened? Uh-huh. Well, they were trying to maneuver him off the subject, and I just went ahead and just moved the subject, you know. I yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, it comes down to the, the analogy of being a guest in someone else's house. Oh, if, they really? take off their shoes, if they take off their shoes at the door, so do you. You just do it. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I think I would have been very nasty. No, I wouldn't have been nasty. I would have been stern, though. Whoa. Oh. You know, that's, oh. a great, that's a great thing. How do you treat, how do you treat guests when somebody, you know, when they do something that's not kosher? You know, that's, I, it, it's a very hard thing to actually how to politely handle a situation like that, yeah. I, I think. I, I called it, I called somebody on something that I thought was just dreadful mm -hmm. one night, um, a guest, and he just continued. And I said, that's not the language I want used in my home. And he just kind of blew it off and I said, you can go pack your suitcase. <laughs> and he did. And we have not heard from him or his wife since. <laughs> but, um, I mean, you just you just don't do that. And when somebody politely says it's not, it, it it disturbs me or I'm uncomfortable with that, it's a polite thing to say. Gosh, I'm sorry. Of course, I'll you know. Mm -hmm. It's just a polite thing to do. Oh my goodness. Oh my. Well, Bob. Well, now. Yes. Yeah. What else was I going to say? Oh, I forgot. It, my attention span is, is just terrible. Just, oh, well, I know. It was that program you played last night, the bad program. Yeah, what was it? What was that, Walden? Uh, I can give see. you let, choices. Let's look, at your, let's look at Patricia's schedule here. All right, let me see the list. Because they, they don't necessarily play in the order that we record them. So I'm kind of at a loss. I okay. Think, I think it should be the one. It but could have been kind of a science fiction one. 
Yeah, it was, it was oh, sci-fi. Oh, okay. That would have been... That would have been number three, number four. Oh, Fantasy yes, yes. was the name of the show. Entity from the Void. That's it. That was bad. That was, I thought that was bad. <laughs> yeah. I was paying real good close attention to it, but it was, I thought it was bad when I didn't hear it. That was bad. Worse than the Thin Man or whatever that other one was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't put the Thin Man in there. It was, it was, uh. Well, we talked about that one other time. About I think it was a like the Thin Man. I, yeah, I don't think that was a good program either. But anyway, that was that was bad. Well, next tomorrow night, I'm gonna feature the gentleman who played Nick Charles in that, or Les Tremaine as our uh, John Duddy interview. So, so. In the Thin Man? Uh huh. Oh, great. Yeah. Now I think. One of the things that didn't serve that show particularly well is that most of them were in front of a live audience. And I say most of them. The ones I have heard were in front of a live audience. And it just wasn't the show to have that happen. There were, there were actually stage presentations. Is, am I correct on that, Walden? Well, um, if we're talking about the radio show, the one with the half-hour version... Yeah. I think that was in a studio uh, audience. Okay. Um, I think it was a Hyman Brown production. And I mm-hmm. don't know necessarily Hyman Brown was really known for comedy. And so maybe, and see, I think Hyman Brown was known to uh, be tight with a dollar. And so yeah, I don't... Talked about that. Yeah, I don't know if he's necessarily spent a lot of money on hiring the best comedy writers to create. I think he just tried to... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, well, there, from, and this is from memory. I haven't listened to them for quite a while. Mm-hmm. There were some funny points in the shows themselves. I mean, they're, they're kind of... They weren't the greatest writing in the world, but there were some funny points in there. And hearing the audience sound, made it sound terrible. I mean, now, I may, have, I may have got that wrong. Maybe I meant the fat man. Were well, they both? Well, I mean, they were both of that Dash or Hammett production. But, you know. The, I but, like the Fat Man. But but the Thin Man also, they did the Lux version twice. And also was done in front of an audience. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that I'm probably and, and recalling. That, and, and, that, and that's what the original cast of uh, uh, Lloyd and Powell in, in both yes. those shows. And they didn't, it wasn't that they didn't do a good job, it, I don't know, it just, I just couldn't make it work for me. Which one? The Thin Man. The Thin Man? Uh Uh-huh. I think maybe it was the Thin Man. I like the Fat Man. I've listened to him, man. Yeah, the Fat Man's okay. It was... He only weighs 330 pounds. Well, (laughs) you know, it depends on what week it was. Sometimes he lost a pound, sometimes he gained a pound. You remember the, but he was big. Do you guys remember who the sponsor was of the Fat Man? Oh, my goodness. It's a, um, it's a, it's a great sponsor for that kind of show. Gee whiz. Did they, did they go sustaining for a while? Uh-huh. But when they had a sponsor. Yeah. And this and was in the American, not the, the Australian. The American version, yeah. Okay. We have nine of them. And the catchphrase was... You'll feel good in the morning. 
And I can hear that in my head, Walden, but I can't attach a product to it. You'll feel good in the morning. In the morning. Oh, gee, it was probably something like x <laughs> Milk <laughs> yeah, and magnesia. You're, 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 you're in the, milk and magnesia. No, not milk and magnesia, but you're in the right department. <laughs> that really sounds funny. <laughs> I'm in the right department. Close the door now. <laughs> um, Bob, help me here. something for your tum-tum. Yeah. Sal hepatica. No. Um, Pepto-bismol. Yes. Pepto-bismol. Uh, yes. yes. And the, and you're supposed to feel good in the morning. Not with those you know, I did not realize. I always thought Pepto-bismol was just a like when you had a tummy ache or an upset stomach. It's also a laxative. I did not know that. Maybe that's how come you were going to feel good in the morning. Or the it's, afternoon, depending it's the on... Only, it's the only product I can think of being pink. That's that red yep. stuff, isn't it? It mm -hmm. is indeed pink. Mm -hmm. um, and incidentally, I looked up um, Phil Foster on IMDb, and I recognized his photo, and he, he was kind of a tough guy. In whatever role he played, he was... You know, that what, what you heard just kind of looked like it would belong with him. Uh -huh. Alright, so... <laughs> yeah. Yep, that was, that's why they, and that was the sponsor of the Fat Man. So maybe, <laughs> may, because you had, because you had to have a, an upset stomach. I, All right. Maybe, Jay, maybe that's now. what Jay, Jay Scott Smart. That was, that was, that helped him out. Oh, here, oh, here it is. This is a great line. This is a great line, and it's current. Um, for more than a hundred years, consumers have found relief for stomach problems with soothing Pepto Bismol, pink Pepto Bismol. Um, let's see, chewable, chewable, it treats diarrhea, good grief. Um, however, it says, Pepto-Bismol treats diarrhea and provides fast relief of upset stomach, nausea, heartburn, and indigestion due to overindulgence. I guess if you just have an upset stomach, it doesn't count. Um, now, that's, that's really interesting. One of the... No, not there. What do you know? Not found. One of the items that I read not more than a couple of weeks ago said that Pepto-Bismol had a laxative effect. But I guess not. If it treats diarrhea, you certainly aren't going to get a laxative effect. So now where else on a Saturday night can you learn about Pepto-Bismol and relieving things gastrointestinal challenges. I am challenges. pretty safe that we're the only show on the face of the globe that have touched mm -hmm. upon this topic. I, I, I would bet. I would bet. So, all right, we know all about Pepto-Bismol, and I guess if it is for overindulgence exclusively, um, it certainly was the right show, wasn't it? I would say you so. Were, yeah. You were right. You were right. Well, Bob, I have some special stuff for Wisconsinites tonight. Are you a Wisconsinite? Is that the correct? Yeah, I think so. I'm, I mean, like I'm a Floridian, and Al, um, Walden is an, a Californian, and what is Oregon? Or, Oregonite? Oregonian. Oregonian. 
organic. I don't know. Yeah, that's how we call it. And a Washingtonian, Washingtonian, Washingtonian. So you are a Wisconsinite. You are one of the easier to pronounce. If you get down in Illinois, we call them Flatlanders. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you have your Davy Crockett coonskin hat on, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I looked up some information about Wisconsin, and I was just going to give it out as happy stuff. But Walden suggested that I ask you if you know things like, hmm, what should I ask him, Walden? Do the first one, the first one. Which one? The toilet paper capital of the world. What is yeah. It? The toilet paper. Yeah, what, is, what, yeah. what, what city in Wisconsin is the toilet paper capital of the world? Probably Green Bay. How did you know that? I don't know, just lucky guess. I guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> Green Bay has a football team. Ha! Huh, are you impressed? Nobody's impressed that I know Green Bay has a football team? Uh, I, I am. We're just in a state of shock. And they are the Packers. Are you impressed two times? Twice. No, and they they got their name from the meatpacking industry. Three times. So that, that's three times. How in heaven's name do you get toilet paper out of that? Well, that's up in the paper country where they make, uh, you know, that's, that's the paper mills. Oh, like paper mills. Or in that, up, in, up in that part of the country. Paper mills. All right. Okay. I'll accept that. All right. Here, here's the second one. I, I really like this. Which city is the loon capital of the world? I assume they're talking about a bird. Which city is the Loon, L-O-O-N, Loon, capital of the world? Well, now it's got nothing to do with Wisconsin. It is. Yeah, it's in Wisconsin. All of this is Wisconsin. The Loon city? The, the Loon, capital of the world, the bird, the Loon, huh. um, apparently hangs out a lot in this particular city. Well, I don't know. We don't normally associate the loons with Wisconsin, but well, I, you know, I, you know, we we have a lot of loons here, but it's not the birdie kind. Yeah, they're yeah, they're, they're smaller. Yeah, you well, you've got you've got the birdie kind up there, and it's the loon capital of the world. So I'm going to leave that one for one of our other Wisconsinites. Um, which is the Swiss cheese capital of the world? Which city? Uh, how about maybe Monroe? <gasps> yes, how did you know that? Hi, Bob. Boy, you're hot tonight. That was another lucky guess. <laughs> ah, that was two out of three. You were right on target. I thought you were going to ask me, you know, like the state flower and the bird. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. That stuff you can get anywhere. <laughs> you cannot get the jump rope capital of the world anywhere. Which city is, and this will be your last one, which city is the jump rope capital of the world? Jump rope. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> I 
we had a fellow that made jump ropes, it wouldn't be Madison, would it? No. No, that was a good shot. So two out of four. I am really impressed because these things are so off the wall. I think they're off the wall. They sure look off the wall to me. So you, you did good. Now, you can have um, a choice here. You can answer a regular trivia question, or you can accept my gift and get a CD because you knew the answers that I asked you. I am really impressed. What would you like? I can do what? You can take a regular trivia question to earn a CD, or you would allow me to send you one because you knew the answers to Wisconsin, and I am really impressed. I'll, I, you want me to make, you want me to make the decision for you? I'll just send one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy, you are too funny. All right, let me see what we're up to here with Bob. Okay. All right, you've got information, please. I'm finishing up CBS Mystery Theater. Suspense, and you want old shows, which I have been collecting you know, as I come across. And John in Maryland also wants old shows. So I've got a bunch from 1930s. Is that when I said old shows? Is that did I get that correct? That's what you're looking for. Who, me? Yeah. Well, at least old shows. Ooh, I wonder if maybe I put this here, and it should have been with John. Never mind. I wasn't looking for old shows. Okay, well, John is, so um, I will move that. So your last request was for suspense. Yeah, suspense is good. Well, let me tell you what I came across. Well, suspense, you're already getting that. Let me tell you what I did. I put together a short list of some of the things that people have not asked for recently or ever. So let me run down the list and see if there's anything in here that makes you smile. 2000 Plus, which is sci-fi, The Avenger, awful shows, I'm offering awful shows, The Black Museum <clears throat> with Orson Welles. That was really a great show that was set in London. Who's that? The Black Museum was with Orson Welles. Who's that? That's a good one. You want, you want the black? Oh, see, I could sell these things. This is great. Okay. All right. You've got the Black Museum. Black Museum. You got it. Are you impressed? No? Are you there? No? Yeah. You didn't have my 100%. We had a couple of spaces in here. But I found it, but I won't tell you what it was. Okay, that's fair. We'll that's fair. You didn't believe me that it real that there really was a loon capital up there. Yeah, I, I never would have guessed that one. Yeah, An odd one. Okay, we're going to leave that one for Gary or Tom. Gosh, we hope Tom calls in. We haven't heard from him for a while. 
Tom, are you out there? You don't even have to talk. Just make a dingling and say, I'm here. You can even hang up if you don't want to talk. But um, we miss you. You know, I'm not so sure how many people that you could ask that unless they come from that town. Those, those, oh, you mean that particular town? They would get that. Well, I don't know. Somebody knew it in order to write it. Oh, yeah, but I, uh, that, that would not have been my first guess. It wouldn't have been my... Well, my question is, how do they really know? Did they, did they survey all these loons and ask them what was their cat favorite city to visit? To visit? No. Oh. No. You sure about that? I'm positive. Most know. people just give themselves those kinds of names. <laughs> they do. You mean, you mean, you mean, you mean these scientists the best hamburger in the world or the best french fries in the world or? Yeah, stuff like that there. There's, oh, well, to there's no society that go around and designate that? I mean, it just. You tell me, Patricia, that they get claimed that? Yeah. For their own. I'm, a, I'm afraid so. Uh, Most of the time. Think, Not all the time. I think maybe they just hang that under. They just. I think we'll be the moon capital of the world. Yeah, yeah. This or that. Yeah. They just do that. But like the Swiss <laughs> cheese, they make. Well, that's that's down in the Swiss country. But that's that's probably why they're yeah. down in control. Well, sometimes they can actually prove it. For a long time, Southwest Florida, where I am, was called the golf capital of the world. And it was. There, it had the highest number of golf holes per capita for years and years and years. So that was something that could be measured. I don't know about loons. You're right, Walden. I don't know how you would count loons. Unless it's like the, the um, capistrano. And the swallows go back. I mean, Capistrano is clearly a, a destination for the for the um, swallows. Well, Bob, is Wisconsin part of the migration line for birds when they come down from Can? I bet they are, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Well, things have changed over time. Springtime, like now, uh -huh. you see the geese coming back, and and in the fall. They'd be headed south and there'd be flocks of geese. And yeah. Have you ever seen the geese when they fly? They mm -hmm. fly in, a, in a V formation? Right. In the V formation, yeah. You Do know, you know why they fly in a V formation? Just a minute now. You know, one side is longer than the other? That I did not know. When they do that? Yeah, one side is longer. Do you know why? Well, I only know why they fly in a V and why they change off as the lead goose does not stay the lead goose. I don't know. You know, um, when they fly, one, one, one side is always longer than the other. Do you know why? No. Well, there's more geese on that side. There's more what? More geese on that side. Oh, gee whiz. Oh, gee whiz. We're back to the chicken crossing the road. Have you been hanging around Walden? <laughs> Unreal. But anyway, they don't... Now, they don't go as far south. They hang right around here where I'm at. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, those things hang around anywhere they want, Bob. But they used to get up at Horicon, the Horicon Marsh, and there was always lots and lots of geese up there. But yeah. You can't tell spring and fall anymore by the geese because... Uh, they just stay. And, and, yeah, they can be mean. We, we, we had five or six 
five or six robins in the yard day before yesterday. Oh, hooray! <laughs> and the red-winged blackbirds, they're back. Oh, my goodness. It really is spring. Oh, yeah. Well, then put them back on the list. <laughs> well, you're, you're on the list, you know, for this, this uh, summer, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. We still have to have birds, though. You'll arrange the birds. So, so what the no badgers, just birds. So what do you think when spring comes around, Bob? What do you think about what 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 comes to mind? Oh, I don't know. It's, you know, nice warm weather. The trees are going to start budding out. And, mm -hmm. You know, the birds coming back. And, you know, pretty quick. The uh, cardinals will start making noise. That's, that's pretty nice. yeah. Cardinals have a pretty song. We have a lot of mockingbirds here. Mockingbirds can sing. Reader's Digest. I mean, I feel like Archie Bunker's wife here. I read it in Reader's Digest, Archie. But Reader's Digest does go through a pretty intensive fact check. And I read that a mockingbird can sing 36 different songs. From 36 different birds. I don't know if we have any mockingbirds around here or not. Well, we have them. I'll bring some. Okay. They're feisty little things. If you, the silly thing is they'll build a nest perched over on the, in a tree that kind of hangs over a sidewalk, and then they get upset when people walk by, and they'll come down. They'll pluck you on the head. If you get too close to their nest, they'll they'll chase you. The mockingbirds. Yeah, they're feisty. <laughs> those red-winged blackbirds, they're drowned nesters. If you get close to their nest, they'll do that too. Oh, they'll get you. They'll get you. I bet they're a little bit smarter than to plant a nest next to a walkway and then be upset when people walk. The red-wingers are normally out along the fence rows. Yeah. And they're all yeah. like the marshy stuff. Uh-huh. They have a pretty song, too. Oh, they do? Yeah, they, they chirp a lot. They, they've got a nice chirp. Like a oh. meadow lark. Uh-huh. But now the meadow larks are few and far between anymore. Yeah, so many of the birds are. Meadow lark lemon, Harlan Globetrotters. Meadow lark lemon. Oh, oh, yeah. Globetrotters started in Harlem. The Harlem Globetrotters. I want I want to impress you. I mean, I'm getting all of this over and done with early in the show tonight. So what's the name of the theme song, Patricia? Oh, um, Sweet Georgia Brown. Oh, my gosh. Aha, uh -huh. you didn't know. Did you thought I would fail my test? Are you turning into a sports? I think, he know, I think she really is one. Oh, I do, too. She's yeah. just been sitting back in the weeds. <laughs> Oh, you're too much fun. Anybody too who, much fun. Anybody who covered golf for a living like Patricia did has to be a sports fan. No, 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 she doesn't. She just has to pretend she is. <laughs> I did a very good pretend job. This was good. This was good. Feeling better tonight? Say that again, please. Feeling better? Oh, yeah, I'm doing better. Thank you. Are I you told well? Bob I was, I missed some stuff. Uh, and didn't know which show of, that played on the Friday night show. I didn't know which show had played because I was hunkered down under my blankie. Mm, 
but I'm feeling better. Thank you. You asked me what it was, and I just got done listening to it. Yeah. Boy, we were both in the pickle soup. So, well, okay, I will make sure that the Black Museum is on your envelope list and inside your envelope. It's a great show. I think you're going to enjoy it. Oh, I've listened to a couple of those, and this is a good show. Yeah. Yeah, very well done. Now, don't forget, everybody, this, we're down to the last two weeks of voting if you want to keep the current lineup for the top five. And yep. uh, that's, that's still open for another two more weeks. We've got the nominations coming in. We need to know. And, Bob, you said keep it as it is. Which is a, running, which is a runaway right now. That's a runaway. Yeah. Just keep the lineup as it is. And in a minute, I'll go over what we've got and what we need. So, Well, Bob, thank you many bunches. You, you are always here before we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Did you listen and, and get the, the TV situation Thursday night? No. You have to start listening well, I listened one night this week, and you listened to Wednesday. Yeah. Was it Wednesday? Nobody cared. I missed. All right. What happened on Thursday? Thursday night, Mike Handy thought he first he asked Bill if he knew anything about TV. <laughs> that left the door open. And Good night. He says, "Well, he bought this 32-inch great big TV." Because he wants to put it in his, he set it in the window in his garage, and then he can see that from the swimming pool. So if he's out on the outside, then he can see the TV going, or if he's floating in the pool, he can see the TV. Now this is Mike who wants to do this, or Bill has done it? Mike. Mike wants to do it, okay. So, so he bought this TV for $25. I don't know if he got it off eBay or whatever, but he went and picked it on up, brought it home, and it's a vertical hole that doesn't work, and that's what he wanted Bill giving to myself. I didn't even know there was such a thing as a vertical hold on televisions today. Well, I think they've taken them off, and, and I think he knew that, see. So, well, then, this, this went on for, you know, <laughs> 10 minutes. Please. And, and... Bill says, well, take all the tubes out and go down to your 7-Eleven store and test them. Well, you know, it's been years and years since I've seen a tube tester. I was just, I've, I've been years and years since anybody has even seen a tube. Well, I could not let this, I, I had to call him up. <laughs> okay, so what did you say? Well, I, first of all, I told him. You're as much fun to listen to almost as Walden and Patricia. <laughs> they didn't get it, huh? Oh, well, I think they did, yeah. So commented on that. He, he, thought, he kind of wished they were the same. So, but Mike doesn't, he's going to have TV guys run out, not charging. I don't know how they make any money. I, I told him I think the guy's only going to want to get out and case your house so that they can yeah. run you later on down the road. Okay, here's a reality check. When was the last time you heard about, number one, a television repairman, and number two, one that would come to your house? Long time. But 
I didn't think they existed either. Are we in a time warp here? Apparently, they, they do. And this guy would come on out, and then Mike, or then Bill told him, well, he said he's not going to have any parts for that. And Mike says, well, if he's a TV repairman, he ought to know what's wrong. Oh, gee. <laughs> he should have the parts. I, well, I told him he could, he could, why don't you just give it to Goodwill? Write it off on your income tax, and then we'll get one that works. You said that? Yeah. yeah. No, he wasn't. He wasn't, and that's um, the night I picked to listen to. You know, I, d I don't have an opportunity to tune in very often, but um, I will make it a point to do it more often. Cross my little heart. Well, there's nothing in the world quite like the Saturday night show. Nobody has a family like ours. Golly, nobody. Okay, Bob. Black Museum. Okay. All right. Excellent. Hey, you guys have a good... You too, Bob. Good night. Thanks, Bob. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Later. Bye now. All right. There we go. 714. 545-2071. That's our campaign manager, everybody. If you have <laughs> he is a hoot. Bob, you are a hoot. Hello there. You're on there. So what? Yes. Okay, John, pick uh -oh. up! Uh-oh, there's, there's Larry. We'll see if this is going to work. John, you are... You, there, thank Larry. you for the, for the great speech. You waited 15 seconds. I just learned how to use the phone. Shut up. That's probably true. Nice That's not how to use any of these phones. I, I broke him in real good, by the way, tonight after he moved in. Yeah. Right, there's DNA all over Fullerton. Yeah. <laughs> I, he walked right into... It was funny. Well, maybe not. He walked right into a brick wall. That's typical of the Gashman. Yeah, I was just showing him around, and he didn't hear the wall, and it came up and clipped him. So he's got booze? Oh, yeah. Nice little cut. It's got your name on it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and you should have heard what he said when he hit. <laughs> when he hit. Match, match the show from the other night, yeah. eh? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. He didn't say that. <laughs> He used a different language, huh? Uh, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Because I, I said, no, you got to be careful because this wall comes up and you'll probably be able to hear. And as soon as I said that, he smacked right into it. Right at head level. I didn't hear it. Well, Melinda used to say, you guys were a holy terror on wheels anyway. Oh, that was when we were much younger. <laughs> <laughs> at least a week ago. Probably, well, you're stretching it, but probably close to yeah. a week ago. Yeah, at, at least a week, when you were little kids. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad you're all packed up and together. Well, yeah, we packed up, correct. I had, some of it's unpacked, but not much of it, and I don't know where most of it is. Well, <laughs> I do. It's in the garage. It's in the garage, but I don't know where it is. <laughs> I have no clue as to where it is in the garage. I mean, he's got the essential stuff that he needs, but he'll probably be going, well, what do we do with so-and-so? Mm-hmm. You know, so. John, did you really get get hurt? Um, I'm okay, but I mean, I did slam my right above my uh, my uh, 
nose into the wall, so it's there's a big bump and uh, oh, it's not bleeding anymore. But it, it you know, you know, you know how it feels when it oozes and, and it feels like it's bleeding. But head, it, well, head wounds always bleed a little yeah. bit. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yes, they do. We, so you could have yeah. pulled us apart very easily. Mm, uh, uh, you didn't. You didn't do anything like break your nose, did you? By the way, it was dripping into my eyes, which is where bloodshot came from. Yeah. Say what? Isn't that funny? <laughs> I missed something. Yes, you did it, but don't ask him to repeat it. Okay, I promise not to ask him to repeat <laughs> it. I'd so. I'd rather listen to some of those shows that you air on Fridays and listen to that. Oh my gosh! Yes, we're getting feedback on that. Oh, are you? So, yeah, so far I still have a job. Nobody has asked for it to be dumped, which would be okay if everybody wanted to dump it. I would just sit here and whimper, but it would be all right. Where, do, where does Meet the Meeks come into play in your overall standing? I, I think that has to be one of the worst shows ever. I have, I know, I have listened to at least two of them, but it's been so long. I have to go back and do it again. I do have some, so I will go back and listen again. But I've got nominations. Wait a minute. I've got my nomination list here. I did. Can you spell it is one of the worst? Yep. Oh my yep. gosh. You know, I thought it was a kid's show. Jack and Jill? I really thought it would be a kid's show and these two adults show up and they're behaving like stupid little kids. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Gee whiz. Well, thank you for sending them because I never would have come across them otherwise. So now I have to put Meet the Meeks on here. Okay. We're taking nominations for Patricia's awfulness. What's on the list? What, what, what's on your uh, uh, future agenda, Patricia? Okay. Tennessee Jed. And I did listen to one of them, Larry. Boy, are you on target. Um, police headquarters. I have not listened to one of them. Police reporter. You sent that one to me, right? right. Yeah, you did, and I haven't listened to it yet. Fu okay. Manchu. Pardon? Which one? The second one I sent you. Uh, police reporter. Yes. Yeah. No, I haven't listened to that one yet. Um, Fu Manchu. I don't know about Fu Manchu. You know, it was it was hokey. Yeah, I but like that show. I didn't like the music much, but I thought the show was very good. Yeah, that, but the show, the music overpowered the show because, you know, it was it was at the beginning and the end especially because they didn't have advertising to drop in there. But you know, if I guess if I were a kid, I would look forward to hearing that. I would put that on your list. No, take that off. Somebody somebody suggested that. Who suggested that, Walden? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Jim. I don't know. Oh no! Okay, well, Diary of Fate. I wholeheartedly concur with now, that. Now, Jim liked that show. Okay. That's one of the ones he's always yeah, talked it was about. Okay. okay. I, I wasn't particularly a big fan. Okay. Then uh, that one should stay or go, Larry. I think it should stay. Okay. okay. Uh, and it, I did not warm up to it. Now I don't know Odd Man Out. I don't know what that show is. Wasn't again. that the um, Doug, Douglas Fairbank Jr. show? You know, like the Diffy Warner show? Wasn't that Freedom of Opportunity? No, Freedom was our business. I have the year 1953 next to this, but I don't even know where it came from. You know, I should start putting names next to the nominations here. So Larry gets Meet the Meeks. <laughs> you are next to Meet the Meeks. Okay. Um, Diary of Fade. Police headquarters, did you tell me about that one, Larry? 
You must have, yeah, because Tennessee Jed is up there, and that one was yours as well. So if anyone has heard an awful show, let me know what it is, and we'll toss it in the pile to be considered for Friday nights. Because we've got some really awful stuff. Some really awful stuff. We'll have to start building up a list. Oh, yeah. Which one did? I think I've got you going through at least the week, first week of April, maybe second. First week. Yeah, because we had. Yeah, we had five together on that. So, oh my goodness. Okay, so uh, the fantasy show, Entity from the Void, played on Friday. So I'll have to put the date on that. I've just got numbers on these. So I'll put the date on that. So that's good. So John, do you have any suggestions on what is so awful they deserve to be tagged awful? Um, well, there was a syndicated show Oh, you know what? I looked for that, and I do believe I pulled some down. We did Detectives Black and Blue, which was, of course, an, another attempt to rip off. But um, Cy and Elmer, I did listen to a couple of them, and dear me, they are dreadful. Thank you for the for the heads up on that one. Yeah, they, what else? You wouldn't want to give that to a person to say, hey, I want you to listen to this great old-time radio show. No, no. I, I wouldn't give it to anybody as, as having been on old-time radio. The only way you can get this in front of people is by telling them it's really awful at the outset. True. Well, John, what do you, um, there are more examples. So I, I've got to just spend some time thinking yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what we've already done. Um, earn your vacation. Tell your neighbor about the black cocker spaniel. Hello, witch's tale. Tales of Fatima. The Jack Webb show. Slim Slade. Um, Phantom Pirate, which was about as hodgepodge of a presentation as you could possibly get. We went from orphan to bad grammar to a guy who wore a mask a la the Lone Ranger. I mean, it was just dreadful. And then we have the Marmola Entertainers. Are you familiar with the Marmola Entertainers? No, 1932. 1932. Is that when it was? All right. I don't know which day. It was very infantile. It was, you know, early radio. Well, it, it was... Um, it, it was a shill for, for Marmola, which was a substance that was advertised as a weight loss product. And it was actually thyroid hormone extract. So everybody who took it was so wound up, of course they were going to lose weight. Um, and I would imagine that probably along the way it killed a couple of people. I mean, it was just dreadful. And finally they, they had it yanked off the market in 19... I think it was 1931, which is when this show was dated. But it was really a dangerous, dangerous product. So they, they would have a, a little bit of music in there and then go to Marmola. In this particular show, they talked about the middle-aged women getting fat. I mean, there was nothing politically correct about this. And um, you don't want to be fat. You, <laughs> you want to lose weight and be skinny. So it was... Make me look fat. No, no, no. Is, is that yeah. we got? You don't know. Shoot from Marnola. Oh, it, uh, who? Which one of you said that? Was that Larry? Are you kidding? I wouldn't be so stupid. 
permitted to say that. Yes, you would. I didn't say it, though. You didn't? Oh, no. Oh, man. You know, you guys are going to have to have one ding and two dings to let me know which one I'm talking with. And we've had... I beg your pardon? Actually, actually, if I put you on Skype, I think it'd be easier for Patricia to tell you apart. Well, that's probably true, yeah. Yeah. We could do that. It's eleven thirty, Patricia. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, we we had Black Flame of the Amazon, and I was a convict. Now, I was a convict has got to be well. Maybe it wasn't. We have another convict show that was in stiff competition for being the worst ever to represent or help people out, people who were in prison. Oh, and then, of course, Detectives Black and Blue, Origin of Superstition, Orphans of Divorce. Are you familiar with Orphans of Divorce, John? I don't think so, no. I, I, some, uh, Ron sent me two shows. I only had one, and I just came across, I came across the second one tonight. Um, the, the principal, this was a 1939 show that dealt exclusively with, uh, it was a soap opera, and the, the pivotal um, for window, Patricia Hotel, crisis, perpetual Carolyn, crisis, Carolyn, was Taylor, which Jack I thought Silver, was astounding. Frank, Rassi, I mean, in Dennis 1939, Hart, Cynthia, you whispered Bill the word divorce, but to have it on radio Susan and in the title, I thought was, and I've Kendall, never found Larry out who Asman, the orphans were. Send one application, send IM, send SMS message. Your sound card is open and I hear Jaws coming loud and clear. Send, send, send voice, oh, share now screen, I can hear it, yeah. Voice, mess, share um, screen, then we had call. an audition tape of I Want to Come Back that was supposed to have been an interview with individual prisoners that was just a disaster of setting up. And each interview, there were three auditions, and each audition used the same script. Clearly, they changed out a couple of people, but the, the people they changed out still had the same story. It, it was just a dreadful show. So we had Captain Danger and the Green Valley Line. So I don't know which ones are coming up, but those are the ones we have covered. And anyone who has an awful show... How about Moon Over Africa? I'm Moon Over Africa. That's pretty would, racist. I don't know if you, you might be able to get away with that. I'm not sure. Would Over... Well, you know, the... I have I have a take on that that might not be popular with a whole lot of people, but my thinking is that all of this is part of our history. It's part of radio history, and I just never mind hearing any of the shows that we would consider just grossly and politically incorrect. I mean, even with Fibber McGee and Molly in the beginning, they had a houseboy named Silly Watson, and it was clearly stereotypical, but it was part of the show. So I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I sure would have a problem if I, if I came across it today. But it, it's part of our history. It's part of radio history. It's part of our culture and where we came from. So, you know, I, I, would, uh, I would choose it. You, you, Amos and Andy is another example of something that most, a lot of people think is highly racial, but I, I have no problems with it. It was a, it was a time Exactly. Exactly. It was part of the culture at the time, and it was an extraordinarily popular radio show. Um, you know, and then and the television show was as well. So I, I just don't have a problem with that. No. Nope. So it is Wood W O O D. Wood over Africa. Moon, no, no. Moon. 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 Oh, oh, silly me. Okay, I got it. 
Skype, Michael Beal calling. I'm not quite sure how to describe it. Very, very... Um, who's calling you? Unloading jaws. Cancel. Okay. Um, Michael should know better. Yeah, that, that, that would help. Because you're not going to be able to answer his call. Nope, I have to bring him in. Uh, and I, and what and what, okay, what are we doing here? No. <laughs> but no, that was, Michael Beal was trying to get in. Uh, yeah, so that's... We could hang out, but he could call. But Moon Over Africa was one of those shows that was just very... How would you describe it, Larry? It was... Well, it was... It was, it was was, was it a travel show? No, it was no. Deepest, Darkest Africa, and you had... Uh, 20, it was 26 weeks of the storyline. And it was a kind of an adventure show. Uh, black okay. people were not treated terribly well. You know, they were treated yeah. as slaves, and, yeah. and references were made to them. That was perfectly okay back then. Yeah. I mean, even Tarzan had similar mm -hmm. situations in during the show. Perfect. And I like Tarzan. Yeah, and Jungle Jim. Yeah, I have no problem with Jungle Jim. That's good. Yeah, and they all dealt with it the same way. Right. Just part of what the culture was at the time. Moon over Africa. Okay, I will put on my little hunting hat. Yeah, there's all of them around. There's 26 episodes. They're all around. Okay. Should, all right. You should be able to find them, but if you can't, we can send them to you. Oh, I'm I'm sure. I'm I'm getting very good at hunting. Oh, good. Yeah, they're out, I'm sure yeah. they're out there on the internet. I, I am truly getting good at hunting. So, all right. So, Larry, I have uh, baseball to send to you. John, is there anything you would like that I'm going to make you work for? Oh, I can't think of anything special. Are you a baseball fan? Yep. Oh, yeah. Larry, are you going to share, or can I send one to him as well? You can, if you wish. I can what? Send it to him if you wish. Oh, I wish. They happy to share it. I, all right. Well, John, what I have is a collection of old broadcasts. Most of them are World Series. Not all of them are complete, like all of the games. But all of the old announcers people grew up with are on there, and they date back to 1934 up to the mid-60s. So there's some really interesting stuff in there. And if you're a baseball fan, I think you, it would make you smile. Sure. Yeah, I can do that. Sure. Now, what you, ha what you have to do uh -oh. is help. Yeah. Uh -oh. you, yeah. Walden, we're going to make him help you with your baseball question. OK, so you're going to let the guy kick a crack at it. OK, go ahead. No, nope, just John. He's got to earn okay. it. All right. All right, here is your baseball question. Each, each night, John, I give Walden five questions, and one of them is a baseball question. His baseball question is, uh, Taft, President Taft was the first president to toss a pitch, an opening day pitch. And every president since then, except one, has opened at least one baseball season during his tenure. Who was the one who didn't do it? Yes, but that would be before Taft. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, I'm just, I don't know for sure, so I'm just going to guess Truman. 
Walden? You want me to guess? Um, yeah, and I think I gave you this information one time before, uh, so there will be no excuse. <laughs> None. You know what? I think John is right. I think it's Truman. It wasn't. Harry was right out there. He loved baseball. I'm Jimmy Carter. Guessing it might have been Roosevelt. Jimmy Carter? Jimmy Carter. Really? Jimmy Carter never tossed a baseball. <laughs> he threw peanuts, yeah, peanuts and popcorn, right. He he did, he brought the peanuts, but nope, he was the only president who never threw out a ball. And I never, I, I can't find anything about why, whether, it, you know, he didn't like baseball or he was tied up, I don't know. He probably had lust in his heart for the third baseman. Now that's a thought. That's a thought. Uh, we have, yeah, we have quotes, presidential quotes. At night, Walden has to guess that one, and one of them was from Jimmy Carter. A while back, one of them was from Jimmy Carter, and I hope I get the terminology absolutely perfect, but the essence will be the correct. He wanted to, he said, I, there are times when I wish I could drown my sorrows, but I can't get my wife into the pool. Oh, my God. I know. You know, I just, this poor man, you know, he was just from simple country, simple folk, and I think when he sat down and had a cup of coffee with someone, he never truly grasped that whatever he said was on the record unless he stipulated otherwise. And even then, I mean, how the president can't get away with that very often. So, you know, he, I think he would say these kinds of things. He talked about his hemorrhoids in Playboy magazine. He did? Yeah. Gosh, how did I miss that issue? <laughs> I, you know, I mean, everybody was really hot to trot on that one. I think that I do believe that was the same issue in which he lusted in his heart. But, um, you know, I mean, this poor guy, I'm really well, sorry. Do you remember who the first, the most famous hemorrhoid person of all time was? In, in, in what context? Like, person, period, yeah, or? Yeah, person that had, who talked to... Who couldn't play ball because he had hemorrhoids? I don't know. You Babe Ruth? You guys remember? No. I think it was a World Series game and he had a skip. Was it Mickey Mantle? No. No? George Brett. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe that's where the pine tar went. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well. well, you didn't do very well, but I will send baseball to you anyway. Because oh, okay. I because I think you'll enjoy it, and you gave me a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, you're happy to do it. So, John, is the computer up? What, what And what's missing in the house? Anything in particular? We're, we're all set and ready to go. Perfect. Yeah, yeah Perfect. I, 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 we're, we're looking at it's up and up, we're looking at uh, download and upload speeds, and I'm learning how slow DSL is in comparison to this cable. He's four, four or five times faster than I am. So, so, so the cable company did get to come over this afternoon and get it hooked up and then ready to go. So we got, we got TV and John's internet, and actually we've got, we've got my internet. It's ready to go. In other words, all I have to do is talk to AT&T and change it over. But I, I want to do that when I have more time because it's going to start work as well. So I have a few things to do in preparation for it, but I will do it. Well, actually, couldn't you get? Well, let me just throw a food for thought. Couldn't you get take a take a router or a router and get take a, his and still have both if you wanted to until you have time to dump it? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'll okay. Just, I could change the modem right now. 
So his email address, my email address, that's changed, though, so that's what I've got to work with. I can dig that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to take a little while to get it all prepped and done and ready to go, and I don't have time this weekend. Elk, Elk, Senior at Yahoo.com might be worth, worth it or whatever. Oh, it'll, it'll be road, it'll be road, road runner. runner. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to change mine, and, and luckily I just transferred my service over here to Fullerton, mm -hmm. and it worked out perfectly. Huh. Which is one of the benefits I talked myself into when I signed up for a Hotmail account. That's the only email I ever use. Is I can change servers, I can change problems, I can change um, companies, but Hotmail never changes. No, that's true. So I'm not dragging behind me saying, oh, we got to change this, we got to change that. So we're cool. Do you have to go online to get your email, or does it go into yes. like an inbox? No, I have to go online. I'm just used to it being in an inbox. I know, I was too. Mm -hmm. And at first I missed it. But the the convenience of not having to keep notifying people while I'm changing over here and I'm changing over there. And email goes down, but Hotmail doesn't. No. No, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to let a lot of people know and change it on a bunch of lists, and so it's going to be a bit of an ordeal. But I, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Because you're a good guy. No, I'll just do it. Because <laughs> you're not a good guy. Well, that's true. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm so glad that the two of you are finally settled in. That was quite an upside down, and that was really a challenge to, a to get all of it done. Yeah, it did. But you did good. Yeah, we, we finally got it in. It wasn't nearly as much stress as when... Yeah. Be cleaning and stretching rugs and stuff. At least I don't think so. Yeah. Well, you know, when you have to move everything yeah. out of a room and it's all your work stuff, yes, I think that would be stressful. So are you going to have to use the living room as a little bit of a storage, or you guys, you guys are going to be uh, okay? No, there are, I think, is there still a few things in the living room? Are they all gone, John? They might all be gone now. I might have put them in the garage. Uh -huh. A lot of it is. The garage is full, though. It's very tough walking around in there. God forbid I should have to try and find them. Hopefully it'll never burn down. Thank you. So <laughs> a lot of your stuff's going with it. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I got thinking. If we ever, if you ever want to get the project done, <laughs> that'd be the one way to do it. Just okay. Burn it down. Yeah. Burn it down. Yep. Okay, guys. Well, we're gonna. Uh, that's a subtle hint to say, okay, guys, we don't want to talk to you anymore. Get out. <laughs> go. That wasn't calling. Everybody's calling. It was really good talking with you. Good to and you give me you give me all sorts of neat stuff about how to. That I'm not thinking of that I need to just go through and read and look at. It'll it'll come to mind. There's just so much awful stuff out there, you know. Well, there really is. You can add our Friday night show to the list if you want to, because you know. <laughs> I don't think so. No, no, Walden. Well, I, you know, now that I've, I heard what went on last night, you could be right. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait till Michael comes on, then you're gonna tell him that you're gonna add his show to the, uh, to the Friday night show, worst show of the week. Well, we we put everybody on notice that if that bad word shows up, they're toast. Yeah, oh, Walden yeah. just, yeah, Walden just pulls the plug. <laughs> oh my gosh, that that's really on. It it was uncalled for. We were talking before. When you're a guest in somebody's house, 
you you follow the lead. Right. You just don't barge in and say, this is the way we're doing it, and I'm going to eat my dinner on the floor, you know? True. So, anyhow, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Well, that's okay. You know, who knows? Walden may want to give him a call tonight on your show and see what happens. <laughs> Good night, Walden. I think, Patri- I, think Patricia could, I think Patricia would handle him very easily. She would have to say two words. Excuse me. Well, I, th- I thought you were going to say good night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we don't... Use one of the words he used. No, 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 no. Um, that was, I mean, that was just uncalled for. No, I don't no, care no, how frisky no, you think you are. Oh, my God, it's, yeah. What did I just hear? <laughs> Yeah, just rude. And I mean, there are an awful lot of words. Rude isn't strong enough. But no. anyhow, for you those, did good, guys. People who missed it last night, we're going to play it next Friday. Okay. No, we're not. No, it's going to be a part of the same time, same station. Yeah. I don't think yeah. so. No. <laughs> it's going to be one of the rare shows we can play as an awful show. Yeah. It's yep. one of those seven rare, rare exposure. So. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. We'll talk to you later on. Okay, I'm glad the two of you are settled in and uh, and it's going well. Yep. I'm sorry about your boo-boo, John. <laughs> God, walking into a wall, I guess you're... Nope, nope, anymore. It's all a part of the experience. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, there are some things that you can do without. That's one of them. Well, that's true. Okay. Talk all right. Later. Bye. Behave yourselves. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right, there is John and Larry. 714-545-2071, charge number. You can give us a call. And no bad words. No. No, our family doesn't use bad words. Uh, not verbally. And not in writing. Not, not awful. Nowhere. Nowhere. Hello there, you are there. Merced. Yes. Not Merced. Mercer and Leemer. You looked them what? up, Gary. You looked them up. Oh yeah, I looked them up. Well, Patricia got more for you. Uh, hold on, hold on. This is Gary from Wisconsin, everybody. Yep. All right, let me see here. Wisconsin is on my list. Let's see. Now, you got Mercer is the loon capital of the world. Did you look that one up? Tell the truth. Yes, I looked that one up. Okay. And Jump rope? I didn't know what that one was. I didn't even know we had jump rope up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do. So you looked that one up too? Oh, yeah. Which is, I mean, that's legitimate. Anybody can, can Google. All I need is an answer. Well, now, I now. I can understand why Mercer is uh, the loon capital because it's right up there on Superior. Ah, uh, okay. So then, sure. Superior Lake. Sure. So, you know, that, I can understand that one. And, uh, but, uh, now, what was the other city? The, what, what was the city with the jump rope capital? That was Bloomer. Jump rope, that was Bloomer. It's the jump yeah, rope O-O-M-E-R. capital. Like, like girls' bloomers. Ah, okay. Like bloomers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, okay. We, have, we, we need to dig around and find the history of some of the names of these places we talk about. All right. I, this one is for you now. The inner tube capital of the world. Which city in Wisconsin? 
forget me, it's the inner two being. So it's obviously a place with a lot of water. And it would have to be yeah. running water. Um. Of course, you guys have something like 2,800 2, miles of waterway up there. Yeah, well, they say that uh, Mich or Minnesota is the land of 10,000 lakes. Mm -hmm. 15,000 lakes. <laughs> well, there's a lot of water up there. Don't, don't mess with us, okay? Okay. Inner tubing, capital of the world. Um, I am trying to... I want to see. It's just right next to me. Um, no, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say the name of the town is next to Gary. No, it is. It, that's not safe. And I will give you your second one, which is known as the snowmobile capital of the world. So you've got the inner tubing and snowmobile. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm running all over to the state trying to figure out what it is. This is Yesterday USA, where Gary's running in place. Yeah. <laughs> running in place. Uh, that was good one. spinning. Oh, it's on his treadmill. <laughs> oh, that's funny, Walden. <laughs> we are looking I for the so inner tubing. You hit me with a couple that I don't know. Well, you had to look up. The, the jump rope capital of the world and the loon capital yeah. of the world. So, inner tubing capital of the world and snowmobile capital of the world. Both of them are in Wisconsin, and if anybody knows, you got to let us know. Oh, Send me an email if you know the answer. That's, um, uh, inner tubing is, is that Somerset? I will be dipped. Yes, it is Somerset. How did you do that? What's wrecking my brain? Well, what made you what made you come up with that one? I found it on the list. <laughs> because what? Because I found it on the list. <laughs> you you get a you get a reward for being truthful. Okay, what about snowmobile capital? Um, I'm looking to try to find it, because um, I was thinking it would have been Tomahawk, but that's just a gateway to the north land, north woods over uh, Snowmobile. My list is in city names alphabetical, so that's where I'm having my problems at. Well, we're going to hold on to that for someone who... Hmm? Well, I don't know if this would be right. It's, uh, this is, it says Sawyer in Star Lake. That says it's the birthplace of the snowmobile. And that's not what they have here as the snowmobile okay. capital. So it must be... I'm thinking snowmobile capital might be the area that attracts the most snowmobiles in the wintertime. Yeah, as, well, that's what I'm thinking, too, which would be 
Uh, it it have to be up early and Mercer. Well, Malden, do you do you think I can help him in the geography of this? I think you should. I think Gary should use a little help. I'm, I'm going to have him in the middle of Hawaii by the time we get done. Geography is not my my strong suit. Well, he ain't mine either. So what to tell him is south of Minnesota. South of Minnesota? Minnesota? <laughs> I think it's oh, south of on. Probably south of Anchorage, but that's you know in, in terms of lateral. But all right, it is. Eagle River. Does that does that make any sense? Do you know what yeah. Eagle River is? I, yeah, I know where Eagle. Yeah, it's right there, Eagle River. Yeah, that's that's up by. I, like I said, it was up by uh, by uh, by Hurley. I'll take your word for it. I don't even know what you're talking about. So, <laughs> okay. so whatever you say, Eagle whatever River. you say is you know, correct. Eagle River is about. Uh, 15, 20 miles from Lake Superior. Hurley is about five miles from Lake Superior. Okay. So you're, you're, all of this up area that we're talking about is all up there right by Lake Superior, and there's lots and lots of lake effect snow. I can believe that. All right. Now, Walden, this is a Wisconsin question for you. All right. Because you're into numbers. Yes. Wisconsin snowmobile trails, I would have to believe that this is indeed the snowmobile capital of the world. Snowmobile trails, these are signed trails, you know, with, the, with little signage along the way, okay, okay. and groomed snow highways. That's what this is being called, groomed snow highways. Mm -hmm. How many miles for snowmobiles? Um... I wonder how much. I wonder how fast snowmobile can go. Snowmobiles can get up to 120 miles an hour. Wow. Okay. I would say. They're, but they're usually about 60 miles. About most 60. trails are opened up about 55 to 65 miles an hour. Okay. I would say 300, Patricia. 300, 300 miles. miles? Mm -hmm. no, no. Gary, no, no. what do you think? Me. No, no cheating on, no, no looking on this one. You have to come up with the number yourself. It's going to be in the thousands. I don't know for sure. Take a shot. Forty-five thousand. Um, that's that's pretty hefty. I came up with fifteen thousand two hundred and ten miles of okay, signed yeah. snow highways. That is astounding. Absolutely astounding. 15,000 miles. I mean, that's back and forth across the United States five times. Right. That's a good point. So it tells you, I mean, how wide is the state of Wisconsin? Maybe, I don't know, how many miles? I, I guess they do a lot of zigzagging up there. Well, it has to be multiple courses, right? What's they say? Oh, these are, these are just trails out in the woods and out in the country. Yeah, sure. But they're... But these are the groomed ones. These aren't even the ones that people just take off and do on their own. Yeah. That's amazing. They follow along. They follow along regular roads and highways. They do. Okay. And then some of them cross over. They go through um, uh, farmers' fields, and you know, to, uh, and. Uh, well, a snow, a snowmobile. I mean. They run on what? Do they run on 
special wheels or they uh, have two skis in the front right and they have a belt track in the back some have two some have one depending so, on the, uh, the model well that'll give you the traction and the skis give you the slide so normally you wouldn't drive a snowmobile in the streets right well not for very long okay no the, you can't it, it, it's like uh, ski equipment Okay. This is, yes, motorized ski equipment, so you wouldn't last very long on a road. So the things that we do up here is um, we use our snowmobiles all year round. And she says, why? Yeah. Because in the, in the summertime, they like to take the snowmobiles and they'll uh, shoot out across uh, rivers and lakes to see how far you can drive on top of the water without drowning without drowning and uh, the longest I've seen somebody do it, it was six miles and then what happened so this uh, guy this guy was skidding this guy was not breaking water surface um, surface tension he was just skidding on top of the water and then when he got to the end what happened he went up he went up about a quarter of a mile and went back down a quarter of a mile and just did this loop about four or five times, and then he finally drove it off the water. Okay, so it didn't just kind of poop out and he sank. No, 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 it, no, no. It, it was a direction that he chose. Hmm. Yeah, he Isn't that interesting? Right the water, How about that? The water. So I, I would assume that Wisconsin, a lot of people do cross-country skiing in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A that's, lot of people... Uh, that's hard work. You know, Oh my gosh! I think you are right. The snowmobile trails, or there, there are. We have lots of uh, walk paths throughout the the state. Uh, that uh, in the you know in the summertime they're walking, in the wintertime they're they're uh, they're uh, cross country skiing them. Um, yeah, we have we do everything up here. You do no, ice, you don't. You, you do ice fishing? Uh, well, I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a fisherman. I'm you, not a, you're smart. You don't take a chance and fall through the ice. Oh, your chance of falling through your ice is very, very slim. The ones who do are the the ones who just they're being stupid or. They're lazy, or they're just not really paying attention to what they're doing. I have to say, anybody who sits on a block of ice waiting for a fish at the uh, underneath this hole that was drilled in the ice, there is something wrong. Well, um, in fact, uh, tonight, or else, it, it actually, they should be they should be home by now. Uh, they left last night and went out ice fishing. My pastor and another good friend of mine, they went ice fishing overnight. Hear me. They slept in the, sh the ice shanty on, the, on the, the, the water. Do they have a fire or a stove in that thing? They have a little propane stove in there. A little stove, a yeah. Heater, some kind of a heater. And What's an ice shanty? It's a little shack on t that's built on top of the ice. Yeah, it's just, uh, uh, it can be a four by eight, four foot by eight foot shack. And 
it's uh, depending on how many people you want in there. If you've got one hole or you've got two holes, you cut in the bottom. Uh, some have a, a, a piece of wood across the bottom. Some have it open, and you barely just sit on the ice. But some to have the the, the wood, then uh, that way you never get wet. Um, so, so, so this when you're in a, when you're in uh -huh. a shack and uh -huh. you've got the heater on, you can have 80, 80 degrees in the top six inches, and then as you start to go down, it's, it drops about 10, to, 10 degrees each time. You know, so, and you know, it's uh, no. 80 degrees right at the, the water level, you, you might be at 32. Gary, you seem to be very accepting of these two people spending the night sitting on ice. Can you tell me what, what, why that would be such a fun thing to do? I don't know why it's fun, but I mean, you know, we've got lots and lots of people that just love to do that. And I know. Well, somebody's going to call in later and tell me why it's fun. Somebody who has done ice fishing, what, what fun they get out of sitting on ice with uh, a fishing pole. It's not so much the fun part about sitting on the ice. It's the, it's the, the thrill of the, catching the fish. You can do that in the summertime. Yes, but you can do that in all year round down there in Louisiana and California and say in uh, Florida. There's a guy thing associated with doing no, ice fishing. It's not a guy thing. It's not a guy thing because up here it's probably 60% uh, guys and 40% women that go ice fishing or just go fishing. Well, you think it's, it's the you think it's the same mentality of those guys who go duck hunting and they have they, if they get there th three five in the morning sitting at what surrounded by all that wet stuff? I mean that can't be all that. Funny. Shooting at a poor little duck. You know. I mean. Yeah, they're, you're right. They're in the marsh. They're. I mean. I mean you, you know, if you're not, if you don't have a boat that you uh, that you've got set up with a duck blind on it and everything else, you're going to get wet, plain and simple. Ice fishing, your chances of getting wet are very slim. The chance of freezing to death is a little higher than well, when you sit in the marsh waiting for a duck. Well, it's, 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 well you probably freeze to death quicker in the marsh because you're doing it in the, the fall time and the water's starting to get cold. No, I wouldn't because I wouldn't do either one of them. Walden, I smart. <laughs> uh, I mean, and what did they make duck blinds out of anyway? I mean, is it is it supposed to be a, um, a backward net? So I don't know. You duck blinds are built different ways. Um, some people have a permanent duck blind built out someplace, and it's uh, and it's the same for. Uh, Deer, uh, deer, uh, deer stands. Uh, they're, they're, you know, put poles in the ground and put a floor in there. Put they put walls and, and have it all camouflaged. Lots of weeds growing up around it and everything else. And then uh, just in a little place where they can open up so they can see out to uh, stick their rifle out and shoot the duck. 
You say <laughs> a deer stand? What's a deer stand? Is that the same thing as a duck pond? Uh, deer stands now. You've got. You can build your deer. You know, you can build a deer stand, and it's usually. Uh, most deer stands are either 10 to 15 feet in the air. Um, they either build them on poles, or they'll get a uh, build build them in a tree, or they have a uh, metal one that they can put in the tree. You know, then take it out whenever they're finished. But they'll. So it's a place to stand, and it's stand a hiding a hiding place that will shield you from the from the view of the Bambi. You're going to it's kill. It's not so much to be out of their view; it's to be out of their yeah, out of their uh, scent. Yeah. Yes. So Poor you're Bambi. you're. I know, I know. I'm really getting upset here. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I just. You know.